Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. Abandonment to Divine Providence by Jean-Pierre de Caussade, S.J. Book 1, Chapter 2, Section 11. Everything is supernaturalized by the divine action. The divine action incites souls to aim at the most imminent sanctity. All that is required on the part of the soul is abandonment to this action. It is only from want of knowing how to make use of the divine action that so many Christians pass their lives in anxiously pursuing a multitude of methods which might prove useful if ordained by this divine action, but which, by preventing a simple union with it, become positively harmful. All this multiplicity fails to impart that which can only be found in the principle of all life, that which is constantly present with us, and which stamps each of its tools with a character of its own and makes it work with an incomparable fitness. Jesus is sent to us as a master to whom we do not sufficiently attend. He speaks to every heart, and to each he utters the word of life, the only word applicable to us, but we do not hear it. We want to know what he has said to others, and do not listen when he speaks to ourselves. We do not sufficiently regard things as having been supernaturalized by the divine action. We should always accept them with the perfect confidence they merit, and with an open mind and with generosity, and be sure that nothing will harm those who act thus. This vast activity, which is in itself ever the same from the beginning to the end of time, is employed with every moment, pouring its immensity and virtue on the souls which adore it, love it, and rejoice in it alone. You say you would be delighted to find an opportunity of dying for God and would be completely satisfied with some such action or with a life leading to the same result. To lose all, to die forsaken, to sacrifice your life for others, these are indeed charming ideas. But as for me, Lord, I glorify in all things the might of your will in which I find all the happiness of martyrdom, austerities, and good works for others. Your will is enough, and I am content to live and to die as it decrees. In itself, it is more pleasing to me than all the attributes of the instruments of which it makes use, or than their effects because it pervades all, makes all divine, and changes all into itself. It is all heavenly to me, and every one of my moments is a genuine divine action, and living or dying, I shall always be satisfied with it. Yes, divine love, I shall no longer single out times or ways, but shall welcome you always and in any fashion. 
It seems to me, O divine will, as if you had revealed your immensity to me. I will therefore take no steps save in the bosom of your infinity. You who are the same yesterday, today, and forever. The unceasing torrent of graces has its rise in you. It is from you that it flows, is carried on and made active. Therefore, it is not within the narrow limits of a book, or the life of a saint, or in some sublime idea that I ought to seek you. These are but drops of that ocean which is poured out over every creature and in which they are all immersed. They are mere atoms that disappear in this deep abyss. I will no longer seek this action in the thoughts of spiritual persons. I will no longer beg my bread from door to door, nor pay court to creatures. But I will live as the child of an infinitely good, wise, and powerful father whom I desire to please and to make happy. I want to live according to my faith. And since the divine action is applied by every single thing and in every moment for my perfection, I will live on this immense fortune, this certain income, and in the most profitable manner. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle God of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. In a letter that Saint Francis de Sales once wrote to Saint Jane Francis de Chantel, Saint Francis de Sales tells her that at this point in my life, he said, everything is the same. Prayer, preaching, eating, talking. His life, he said, had become so simplified that everything was simply the will of God for him at that point. Everything was in recollection, but at the center of it all was simply following the divine will. And Father de Cossade in this chapter is saying almost the same exact thing, isn't he? Your will is enough, and I am content to live and to die as it decrees. He says that it's all heavenly to me. Every one of my moments is a genuine divine action. There's an autobiographical insinuation here from Father de Cossade that he had arrived at a similar state as St. Francis. And this is not by accident because Father de Cossade, although he was a Jesuit, was the chaplain for the visitation nuns in Nancy. And he was very much 
imbued there with the writings of the founder of the visitation, which is St. Francis de Sales. And who is the great theologian, the great doctor of the church on the abandonment, abandon in France? It's St. Francis de Sales. And so this emphasis on abandonment to divine providence, abandonment to the divine action, which is present at every moment in every place, holding everything in existence, directing things to their end, elevating and supernaturalizing our lives by his graces. This abandonment to that, surrendering one's life to God's action, this is what St. Francis de Sales was also teaching. And Father de Cossade has taken it, has thought about it, and has simplified it in a way, this beautiful way, this very compelling way in this book. And so let us tonight ask for the grace of being humble to learn from others. Let us ask for the grace to recognize on whose shoulders we stand. Let us ask for the grace to be willing to admit that we don't understand something fully or that someone else could take our ideas or take what we've done, take one of our projects and modify it and improve it in some way or carry it further. Because that's in some ways what this book we're reading is all about. It's, it's a carrying on of what Francis de Sales had talked about. A picking out of a, of a most crucial idea. And running with it. And of course, Father de Cossard didn't set about, oh, I'm going to improve on Francis de Sales. No, he was teaching this nuns. He was writing letters, giving spiritual direction. And finding over and over again that this abandonment to divine providence was his great spiritual truth. The truth that seemed to unlock the holiness of every state. Because remember, the visitation nuns that he was directing were being criticized by other orders. They were being accused of being, this is a joke, they would... I mean, a joke title. Oh, you sisters of the visitation, you really should be called the sisters of the taking down of Jesus from the cross. That's a, a humor of a nun, meaning you sisters over there, this new order, have taken away the austerities, the hardships of religious life. And Francis de Sales made your life easier. And so you, quote, take Jesus down from the cross. You take away the difficulties. And so they were criticized. But yet, it's that same order that gave us St. Mary Margaret Alacoque, who spread the devotion to the Sacred Heart. It gave us great contemplative sisters. And so let us both learn from other people and let us not worry too much what people say of us. Let us recognize that each of us has his own mission, his own part to play in this mystical body of Christ. And that means that we are both connected to other people. And so we depend on them and we can help them. And we want to see these connections. 
But when other people criticize us, other people suggest things about us that aren't true, let us not be too worried. They will be judged on the graces they had, and we will be judged on whether we perform this part we have to play in the mystical body of Christ. No man is an island. No woman is an island. None of us is where we are right now without other people. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.